Hi, welcome to the Maker's Heart. The podcast that explores why makers do what they do and how we can learn from them. I'm Maya Fernandez, your host, and today I went to the Cottage Pottery Studio in downtown London to meet its owner, David Moynihan. We started the conversation by talking about his passion for pottery and ended discussing how making can bring you joy. Also, if you like ASMR, stay tuned till the end. You'll hear the making of a pot from start to finish. Hi, David. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm David Moynihan. I am a potter uh, with the Cottage Pottery Studio in London, Ontario. Tell me, how long have you been doing this? Um, so, I've been a potter for about 30 years now. Um, worked through several places in several parts of the industry and turns out it all worked towards the opening of the Cottage Pottery Studio here in London in 2018. Can you tell me the moment you fell in love with pottery? I definitely remember that. I had done some sculpture in high school and tried the wheel once and thought it was ridiculous. I went to university as a painter and wanted to be an art historian and skipped the first few pottery classes thinking that there was nothing artistic about a bowl. I didn't want to get dirty. Um, just basically poo-pooed the whole industry and the idea and then uh, found out that I would never get a degree unless I took that course. So I went to class and my prof sat down and did like a 10-minute demo on the wheel and then left the room for two hours and let us play. And pretty much from that moment on, uh, in 1993, I've I've been covered in mud. It just, it just grabbed me. It was, it was, um, the medium, the feel, the, the tactile, the, the potential there was, there was nothing had given me that freedom as a maker before in, in, in any of my years of making. I'm curious, how did it feel to touch clay for the first time? The tactile side of clay, the, the, um, the physical side of it was, was, a new experience because when you're painting you have the brush between you and the canvas you you haven't made the canvas you haven't um it doesn't engage your whole body and in sitting at the potter's wheel it takes it's a balance of eight thousand things going on at once and and the clay just takes marks so so whatever you do whatever mood you're in it just um it resulted in in part of your finished product, so it was much easier to. As you learn the skills, it was it was much easier to try and get those ethereal ideas directly into what I wanted to make. How does being a potter inspire you? I guess I could boil it down to um, being a 
production potter, which means when I sit down, I don't make one thing and spend a week on it. I make a set or a run of 20 to 100 things. Doing what I do, I have the ability to, to make a vessel that makes that person's morning cup of coffee when they're waking up and they're they're getting ready for the day or their glass of wine or whatever at the end of the day it just celebrates those little moments and and it's an individual thing i've made it they enjoy it there's not there's not a whole lot between there it just it allows me to without saying anything without knowing them i i get to to affect people's lives in a little tiny way just all the time and um and and that's where um the ability to do that just keeps me going and 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 that's where that's where the worth the personal worth comes in 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 the actual making for me so you're doing it to bring joy through your work completely is about bringing joy and if you if you look at the history of pottery of, of vessel making specifically um Vessel making in early civilizations allowed them to to store goods over the winter, allowed them to carry goods, allowed them to move farther from the water because they could carry things. It 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 changed, um, and I don't think it's a stretch at all to say the ability to to make vessels and and get them to be waterproof really allowed civilizations around the world to change and then spend more time on other aspects of their lives. So. You know, for me, I go to the cupboard in the morning to get my coffee cup and I've got a pretty good collection, but depending on my mood, depending on my day, depending on how much time I have, whether I want a pot of coffee or a sip, um, it can really change that little morning can, can, can change my day. So, yeah, so I definitely love the idea, even though I never really get to hear about it. I love, um, I love that idea of, yeah, spreading the joy through through the work of my hands, like just straight up. I just I made it. They use it, and it it's good. No plastic packaging, no none of that stuff, right? So, yeah, I agree. It feels powerful to be able to sustain yourself on your own and not have to go buy something in order to have it, right? There is something very powerful about um, about being able to make those utilitarian objects and 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 sustain or, or support um, daily activities it's it's um, I'm a little bit of a hunter and always been a fisherman and it's kind of akin to the the it feeds to the hunter-gatherer side of, of the human existence and 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 that if I if I pull some pots out of the, the kiln and I get to you know bring them home to the family that's 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 providing that's that's um, it's very much akin to to that side of, of, I'll say, the history of human existence, where if you don't provide for you and, you, and those you love, you're you're not worth you're, you're not helping the 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 society, right? So, yeah, being able to make certainly dips into that, um, and then to cycle back, that's where that joy comes from, because then you can expand that out to other people and other places, right? So, yeah, yeah. Does being a maker push you to be more self-sustainable? 
the easiest way to explain that is once I decided I was going to be a potter in university, I moved to the bush for eight months in on Vancouver Island and did nothing but sustain myself and um, potted while I was there. Um, definitely the less steps involved in getting or making the, the more direct line from myself, my hands, the, 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 the bits of, of equipment that I need to gather, um, the less steps between there and being able to help myself. Sure. It's, it's, Oh, if I can do this with clay, what else can I do with this or what else? Uh, and I think a lot of makers have this where, Oh, I've made this. So why can't I make that? And then, then it branches out to, Oh, I can teach them to make that as well. And then they can have the same thing. Uh, one of the funny things with clay is we get a lot of makers who come in and, um, because they can make with any other medium they've tried, they've been able to do it and they sit down with clay and because it's, it, it is an old skilled trade, um, they can't do it right away. So then that puts the challenge side in it. So I think as a maker, it's that challenge to be able to do that all yourself and, and bring yourself to that, that self-sustaining point. Uh, I think that pushes a lot of people to continue because if you have that victory with the clay, then you can, um, you can definitely bridge that out to other parts in your life. Well, if I've conquered this, I can conquer that. And there's tons of ways in life where you do that, but I think it definitely can help with that. And I know for me, it definitely did. It's got me through, um, making with clay has got me through a lot of, um, we'll say ups and downs and, and difficult points and, and, um, provided in a lot of ways what I needed to, to have the self, the self drive to, 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 to tackle whatever battle it was that, that, that was confronted to me, whether it was physical family, whatever. Yeah. I know you teach classes here. What is the response of people who are trying to work with clay for the first time? Uh, when I taught at, at the college, uh, people would ask me what I do for a living. And I would say, I repeat myself and try not to frustrate people because it's it, as a, as a clay guide, you have to, there's so many, there's only like 8,000 things that can go wrong in every step. And unfortunately the first step is the hardest. Um, so the first response is either one of two things from people, either they get frustrated and then you have to uh, walk them through that frustration and um, celebrate the wins they're having so that they, they can go to the next one or they just take the challenge in hand and just, just need to need, they want all the information they can and all the practice they can to try and try and, uh, get the basics so that they can not conquer clay, but so that they can work with it and, um, make it more of a conversation with it rather than being pushed around by this lump of dirt. Um, after, after the first couple of classes, so classes are typically three hours. So by about the second week, you start hearing things like, I haven't thought about work for three hours. That hasn't, in here, that hasn't happened in years or, or this is the most relaxing part of my, my week, even though it's frustrating as hell. I, I, I'm not thinking about all of everything else that frustrates me in the world. And, and, um, so we get a lot of comments like that. 
um, which is fun. Um, and then that, that becomes to being a maker as being able to have somebody else get to that point. Every pot they make becomes an extension of what we make. So I take as much pride, joy, happiness in, in somebody else getting the point where even if it's wonky, we like to use the term organic vessels. Um, if somebody else has made an organic vessel, they're going to take home and whether they're going to put rings in it or a plant, or they're going to drink tea out of it, that the joy that they get out of that, um, extends to, to the clay guide. So, um, so all those little comments they make along the way, help us guide them to get to that point. So it's, um, um, yeah, it's always interesting to hear those comments. Have you read the book flow? In terms of flow, um, I taught at uh, a Montessori school here in town, and I had never heard the term. And then the directors at the time started quoting this book and started saying all these things to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referencing. And and she's um, she's like, oh, you have to, you have to have studied on flow and read those philosophies and things. And and it just um, I think I can honestly say that clay showed me that people need that. So I was kind of doing it. Uh, I've been teaching for, for decades. Um, so when I went back and read that book, it was, um, and read about, about the concept of flow, it was very self-affirming and, um, yeah, it's a great concept. And I think, I think COVID actually, I think there's people who probably had, hadn't been in flow in, 10, 15, 20 years. And so I think uh, one thing, a lot of terrible things came out of it, but I think that one of the benefits that comes from COVID is it did force people to slow down and watch everything on their TV provider, made all their sourdough bread. And then they realized, I haven't really done anything for myself in a long time. So whether it's clay or whether it's something else, any whether it's a jigsaw puzzle, I don't care, gardening, I think a lot of people... Um, even if they don't know what it is that they were chasing, I think um, COVID provided the necessary grounds for people to to start to to realize that they do need flow in their life, that we do need to to connect on that uh, more direct level and and tap into that parts of our brain. Um, so yeah, I think flow sometimes of those terms and, and philosophies like that can be used as you know, cliche, like mindfulness became, you know, like a catchphrase and, and, but it's still just as important. Um, and the same with flow, but, um, even without the terminology around it, um, I think a lot of people know what it is without, without reading the book or without reading the, the philosophy. Yeah. I started cooking during the pandemic and I know a lot of people did. Sometimes you just want to cook for two hours. And it brings you so much happiness. That's it. You want to you just do that thing. And, and it's not that you've mastered it. It's not, that, um, it's not that you want the glory at the end of it. It's the process of doing. I was talking to a molecular biologist from, uh, who runs a lab at a big university in the EU. Um, and he said, and this was just yesterday actually, and he said, he said his wife always likes when he has a woodworking project on the go because it makes him a better person 
um, which was her polite way of saying is easier to be around because when you go through those actions of that thing that you enjoy and you have enough knowledge of, but there's still that unknown, there's still that exploration, there's still that it checks all those boxes that you don't get to in the rest of your life. Um, cooking is, is very much akin with pottery in that, um, you know, you've got a set of ingredients that really you could screw up very easily or you can make 10,000 different things that could be great. And maybe it's not great for me, or maybe it's not the flavor that, that my six-year-old likes, but maybe my mother would love it. Or maybe I think, oh, well, next time I could change this and then it'll be good. So um, it's funny in the pottery world, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of potters are uh, bakers or cooks. And yeah, yeah for, the same, for the same reasons that, that they like to pot. If you hadn't found pottery, how would your life be different? Probably I just would have wandered around until I found pottery is, is probably the best answer to that. Um, I found pottery at a time in my life when it was, um, everybody's life has their ups and downs, but possibly uh, it was pretty low point in, um, in what was going on in my, in my, in my world. And it got me through that. And I, I would have tried to find something else to do that. And we say around here a lot, we're all one good decision away from being the guy in the corner living in the street or in jail or dead or whatever. And and I wonder if I didn't have that outlet, because I was young, and, and I wonder if I didn't have that outlet, if I didn't have that thing to sink all my time and energy and what little money I had into, um, would I have possibly gone down, because there was other options on the table, would I have gone down a less, we'll say, life-giving or, or, or whatever life? As a career, I probably would have continued the path of teaching, um, I think I think I wouldn't have been as happy. I think I would have hit some dead ends and 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 oh this isn't quite right and just kept moving around. Now I've moved around job-wise my whole life, but it's always centered around clay and it's always centered around teaching. Um but had I not found clay, yeah, I think I would have just kept roaming around until I found it. Is the is the best answer. David, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last thoughts? Just on the the maker's front and, and on the comments that we get from people. Um, one of the biggest things we hear when people come to sign up for a class is or to inquire about making, or even if they're just, just um, taking one of our vessels home, um, we hear a lot, oh, I did that in high school. Oh, I did that before I had kids. Oh, I used to paint all the time. Oh, I used to cook all the whatever. Um, I think society pushes makers to not make. And, and even schools, universities, um, there's less, less focus on the making side and more in the, 
you know, is your career going to pay enough? Can you pontificate about your work enough to get into X gallery or Y gallery? And, and if you're online, you know, how do you market it? How do you take the, the, the good photograph? Not that photo, uh, photography is a, a, a wonderful art in itself, but you can take crappy stuff and make a good photograph of it and sell it and play in that maker's world, even though you're not a good maker. And so I think the push when, when people are young is to, to stop making. And then, and that's in the cycle back into the flow thing. I think people who come back to it later on, um, it's because deep down they know they miss it. They know they need that back in their lives. And, and it's why the garden industry is crazy because that's, that's making that's, it's that same, you go through the same mental states. Um, so I think it's, it's, uh, makers need to make and and i think um you know a lot of people get through the the very easily and simple teenage years by taking time to make whether it's you know whether it's doing models whether it's painting whether it's drawing whether it's writing whether it's um, whatever um, and then they stop that and there's this whole to use another cliche term, self-help section of their life that that society tells them they shouldn't do anymore. And so then when they get to a certain point in their life that they're able to do it again, I think that's why it's so, it brings so much joy when when they can start to make again um, because they realize that they've missed it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And, and it just helps uh, bring them full circle. William Blake, you're born in innocence and then you go through experience and you go back to innocence. Like we all need to um, remember some of those things that, that helped us get through um, when we were younger that, that society has, has pushed us not to do and, and making um, is one of them. For me personally, I've always loved art and it's always been such a big part of my life. I always say if I was a millionaire, I would be an artist. Yeah. Now on the, on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the artist thing, um, exactly. People do it. People love it. And then they get, they, oh, you, you know, the starving artist and it's not a job. Right. But every single thing we use and we look at, there was an artist who developed that, designed it, made it, made the prototype, whatever. Um, every single business has every single business that produces anything um, has an artist involved in it. So the idea that an artist is, is, is just a painter um, or just a whatever um, it's really false to how society works. Um, you know, so, you know, the amount of energy that goes into shoes and what they sell for now. Right. And if they didn't have an artist on their team, we'd all be wearing, you know, Bauhaus, blue canvas simple no you know like so so i think yeah that that artist part of your brain gets crushed uh and told it's not it's it's a pastime it's a whatever it's it doesn't it's not allowed to be real um so it's awesome when people can find a way to to twist that into not twist that's the wrong word to develop that into a career that they like rather than just doing a job that they hate. Right? So, yeah, that's journalism for me. 
and, and in the same way, um, so this podcast, I send mugs home to people, you know, maybe I know some people that podcasts are such a big part of their life. So, so really it's a different medium, but it's the same, it's the same process. It's the same end result. And, and, and I think any maker would agree with, with that. Um, the idea that what you're doing is, is sharing knowledge or joy or something with other people. I think that's, um, that's far more powerful than the, I got my name in the biggest gallery in the car, you know, like then, or, or I got paid this many dollars for it. And so, um, in journalism, it's, uh, I've always had an interest, uh, from the outside in it. Um, because much like clay, you guys have to worry about the timing and the diction and the volume and the background and, and everything um, and where it sits into the, in the societal norm of the day and what, what the audience is. And so it's the same, it's all the same considerations. Ours are just tactile and clay and yours are audible, but it's all the same mental processes. It's just what medium you decide, right? So that's why... It, we just like the term makers here and, and um, it's, it's kind of a badge of honor and, and people come in and we're like, Oh, they're a maker. And it just means, yeah, we'll get along. That's, that's what that means. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to talk across mediums with other makers. I think what you're saying is very valuable. I think everything is connected in university. I took so many different subjects and found tools in all of them that I carried with me. I think as a maker, you look at what's afforded to you, and then you pick from all that to figure out the best path to get to the answer you want to get to. So um, um, some people might call it flighty, but yeah, grabbing from all over the place gives you like, how, how can I use this hammer in a slightly different way to get what I need done? Um, so I, I, I don't have a degree. I have enough university credits. Uh, I'm one, one first year credit shy of an honors degree, but they don't fit together into a package. So they don't make, they don't check all the boxes to fill one one thing because exactly i just took i took i was like oh i want to take this i want to take that i want to take that so unfortunately in a in a capitalist society that is that has hurt my pocketbook a lot but uh and, and grateful to to all those who help pay for all that schooling with me but um i think it's been invaluable that i have a little bit of this and a little bit of that to, to pull together um which sounds like you did the same thing so yeah. It's never bad to learn. Never bad to learn. Now, the ASMR segment is starting.
For potters, these sounds are the background to everyday life. I just want to say thank you to David again for sharing his insights and showing me around the cottage party studio. It was truly an experience. I'm Maya Fernandez, and you're listening to The Maker's Heart. Curious to see what other makers have to say? The next episode is only one click away.